we've seen this with flocks who've done a really, really good performance up to seven weeks in previous years, and suddenly, by the time we get to wean in, their performance looks average at best. And as you said, what happens is it drops off that seven to 14 weeks. There's a number of things that usually happen. And first thing that usually happens is we kind of get to that kind of middle of May period. We've given the first dose and we kind of relax a bit. Grass is suddenly bursting out of the ground. We're getting huge growth rates every day on grass and maybe quality slips a bit. We don't keep our eye on the ball as much of it as we should. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Obicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we'll bring you less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joining this week's episode by Dr. Frank Campion to give us an update on lamb performance and management on the better farms. We start off discussing lamb growth rate and the bounce back we've seen on farms this year were in the months of May and June. We tease out this change in performance, discussing grassland management, parasite challenge and the impact that early weaning has had on some of the farms. We move on to discuss the current state of play on the farms in regards to weaning weights, drafting and the implications that carrying increased numbers into the back end of the year will have for some farms. In the latter part of the episode, we talk about some of the management aspects of the coming weeks, finishing groups, grassland, fertiliser and forage crops, as well as parasite control at this stage of the season. We start off, however, with Frank giving us a recap of performance on these farms this year to date. Yeah, so the, the last time we were talking, Kieran, yeah, we were probably on a, a slightly negative mood looking at the land performance and we were heading into what did turn out to be a, a drought period for a lot of the farms as far as would, we were worried about grass growth rates dropping off and how we were going to manage that. So since then, all of the flocks have weaned. So for some of those flocks, it was a case of weaning maybe a week or two weeks earlier than they'd planned. The idea being that, you know, grass growth rates were dropping off and to try and preserve grass for the lambs was to wean, drop the demand for grass on the farm, tighten up the oats, and that has worked quite well. So, you know, that gave us a chance then to look at the weaning weights and see how lambs had actually performed from that kind of seven-week to, to weaning period. Look, last time we are chatting, performance in that early period that's really crucial was back about 15 grams a day on the farms. Maybe just set the scene for a sec. What has happened, lamb performance, from that seven weeks up to weaning and where the farm's sitting at? Yeah, so I suppose at that stage, Karen, yeah, exactly. We're back about 15 grams a day on average. And I suppose the, we were, as normally happens, growth rates are dropping off the whole time during during that lactation period, particularly after seven weeks. So the lamb is now pretty much reliant on, on grazed grass to drive its performance. But when we look at the performance from seven weeks to 14 weeks, compared to previous years, we're probably about that 15 grams of he- ahead of where we were, particularly where we compared 23 to 22. And what that has meant is that on average, our, our actual growth rates from birth to 14 weeks have ended up roughly similar across the flocks that we've been measuring on for a number of years when we look at it like that. So I suppose we've seen that uh, we've seen that, that while the growth rates have never recovered up to the high rates you see from zero to seven weeks, from what we would typically see from seven to 14 weeks is ahead of what we've seen in other years. Okay. So like like just to put in context, seven weeks, that's roughly around when we're given our first dose in farms. Yeah. 14 weeks is three months uh, weaning period. Yeah. That second phase is usually challenging. Grass gets challenging. You parasite, you have other things coming in. And performance can, even for flocks that did very well early on, drop off a lot at that stage. So it's actually held up very well this year. It has, yeah, because usually, Kieran, what happens is we, you know, we've seen this with flocks who've done a really, really good performance up to seven weeks in previous years. And suddenly, by the time we get to wean in, their performance looks average at best. And as you said, what happens is it drops off that seven to 14 weeks. There's a number of things that usually happen. And first thing that usually happens is we kind of get to that kind of middle of May period. We've given the first dose and we, we kind of relax a bit. Grass is suddenly bursting out of the ground. We're getting huge growth rates every day on grass and maybe quality slips a bit. And we kind of get, we don't keep our eye on the ball as much of it as we should. And at a time when we really have to, because the lamb is now taking most of its nutrient requirements from the grass. 
And the other thing we typically see is kind of from that seven to 14 week period is, is the parasite challenge rises. You know, we typically start to see our strong guile counts or our roundworm counts rise at that stage. And for most flocks, they will have to go in with some sort of a, a, an antelomantic dose between the seven and the 14 week period. I suppose this year we didn't see that. We saw the dry weather, which did put drought on some farms, maybe didn't put a drought on all farms, but definitely put a check in grass growth rate. It meant that our worm counts never actually really rose. So there wasn't a parasite challenge on the lambs, which helped with their performance. And the second thing we saw is that grass growth rates for only a small period hit those really high peaks that we tend to see in May and June. And it probably meant that for some of the farms, particularly some of the lower stocked farms, quality of grass remained good. So it was much easier to manage the swards ahead of them. And that in turn boosted performance. To come back to that, that probably a, a side effect of that of the early weaning too was probably that grass quality going to the lambs at weaning time was probably that little bit better as well. Okay, so just let's put this in context. That 7 to 14 week performance, that's been fairly consistent across all those flocks? Yeah, it's been a consistent rise across those flocks. Okay. So like, right, you touch into things. So the parasite challenge is a fairly obvious one and it's one of the benefits of that dry weather. The grass one, I suppose the trade-off there is overall production is probably slightly back on the farms this year. But as you said, the trade-off for that was we probably didn't have that huge amount of quantity to balance out the quality on farms. Yeah, that's exactly it, Kieran. And particularly for the, the slightly lower stock farms. I'm talking about the farms are kind of maybe six to eight yards per hectare where you know they're growing more than enough grass than what what their probably stocking rate needs at the minute, you know, as because what we've seen with flocks over the years is once you get kind of the, the main steps of a grassland management program in place, you can very quickly boost the amount of grass you're producing. But to maybe get your management and your stocking rate around those things takes a little bit more time. So quality can be an issue in that period, but that wasn't an issue at that stage. Okay, then just from a management point of view, I suppose there are two aspects of that spring to mind. One, going into drought, did the farm group just push them lambs as hard grazing ways? And secondly, that impact of early weaning on those lambs. Was that a big pro in your eyes in terms of maybe not hitting that leg phase? Look at that, look at it's, it's always dangerous to take one year in isolation. And we see this when we look over the hours all the time. But looking at it this year, yes, it was a pro insofar as that you get that lag period. Look at when you look at some of the the research done around the world on sheep, like once you get kind of beyond that eight week, nine week stage, you know, it's the grass that's driving performance. You finally might see lambs in Suckland, but it's not doing that major performance. So if you can improve your grass quality going into the lambs at that stage at a young young age, you will improve your performance. And we didn't get that lag phase that you tend to see in kind of in June where quality can get a bit hard to manage on farms or I might be slightly off the ball and we're trying to maybe build up good paddocks for weaning or after grass for weaning. But at the same time, in those couple of weeks leading up, maybe the quality they're getting at that stage isn't what it should be. So it turned out to be a bit of a pro for, you know, a bit of an advantage for some of them flocks that weaned a bit early. And you're right, they didn't push as hard as we might in other years because I suppose they were moving the lambs, were weaned, they were moving them on quickly and they were trying to dry up yaws behind them and they were doing the hard, hard work and the dirty work behind them. And so, look, there's no free lunch in that. That lacks grazing probably has thrown up a few quality issues that need to be addressed now. And in fact, probably look at the drought and the fact that grass got stressed a bit earlier probably did have an impact on quality if you are pushing tight. Yeah, it did. It did. And I think looking at the, the grass data, you know, the growth rates coming in at the minute, yeah, our grass growth rates are back to where we want them to be. But our days ahead are probably ahead of where we want them to be at the minute. So there is a quality issue there now. So what we might have seen earlier some years and so far as you know struggling to keep our days ahead right we're now seeing that now so there's a bit of work to be done in terms of resetting swords be that with topping to get rid of that kind of really stemmy kind of tron tronine stuff but also maybe getting some of them heavy covers out now look at i appreciate it. it's quite wet at the minute that presents its own challenge you know and 
there's probably also an issue in terms of rotations. They're probably all at the same, a lot of fields at the same level. You know, particularly those farms that were really hit by dry weather insofar as they were grazing everything down. It wasn't growing back. We weren't getting the, the patchwork quilt as a, our former better farmer, John O'Connell, used to talk about. You know, the farm wasn't looking like that. So you're going to get a lot of paddocks coming at the same stage. So in order to reset that rotation and get back going right, there is a bit of work to be done now to keep that lamb, lamb growth rate going. Yeah, and I suppose like the other thing is that uh, you're not going to correct all fields at the one time and set everything back either. Like it could, it could change. Look, it could change either way very quickly. The moment we get a bit of heat, definitely the moisture is being corrected anyway. So it is. It could just see yeah. it's boom. And as you said, look, you could have a lot of fields at the same stage. Yeah, you could. You know what I mean? And like the danger now is we're kind of the middle of July now, right? We won't feel ourselves getting through August, September. And what we need to be sure is that by the time we get to that period, we have enough lambs moved off the farm that we're not under pressure for grass in the autumn but if we're letting you know if we end up with a lot of very heavy paddocks or we don't get rid of the, you know maybe top some of them very dirty semi paddocks at the minute and we've poor quality swars the lambs are going into thrive will drop off you know look at lamb thrive is going to be back at the minute it's going to be somewhere probably between around 200 grams a day you know at this stage even a little bit less so if, if we push that too much then in terms of grass quality that's going to fall even more so now you're getting poor growth rates you know, on a, on a weekly basis and you're not going to be moving lambs in the same way that you should. We'll come back to maybe some of the management aspects in a moment. Let's just go back to the lambs for a second. Talk mm. to me a little bit about actual lamb weights. We talked about the growth rates, but a lot will relate more with actual weights. So where did this sit at Weenan? Talk to me a bit about the variation and a little bit about drafting on the farms. Yeah, so look, if you look at, at the weaning weights, we went to, you know, there was a big variation in it going from the, the mid-20s up to kind of 32 33 kilos for twin lambs. I go focus on twin lambs because they're the majority of the lambs within the flock, right? So, you know, for those lads that were getting kind of, you know, a couple of flocks there that were at 31, 32, 33 kilos average weight for twins, they're bang on where they want to be and that's, a, you know, that's bang on target. So, they will have moved lambs on at weaning. They'll have had some of the singles going at that stage and they're probably starting to move small numbers now over the next few weeks and it'll be building the whole time. The flocks then that are less than 30 kilos. So we had a good a couple of flocks there that were coming in kind of between 27 and 28 and a half kilos. They're the ones now we're going to have to really put a watch on it. And what's going to happen there is they would have moved a few lambs at first. So there would have been, you know, single lambs or maybe there was a few lambs in a problem group that were getting getting creep all along. They'll move them relatively quickly, but they'll hit a lag now because the majority of their lambs are twins. Their average weight was only 28 kilos, we'll say. So they're three or four kilos behind where they should be. So there's going to be a lag now where they're not moving any lambs. So those flocks have a bit of management, a bit of work to do now to try and keep the drafting pattern up so that they're not ending up with a big pile of lambs left in the autumn. And for those for those flocks here, and it's it's not about going in now with the blanket supplementation or anything like that. There's no, you know, we're not pressing the nuclear button on this. It's about, you know, getting grass quality right in front of everything and then pulling off the heavier lambs, those kind of 38 kilo plus lambs and putting them into a finishing group. And we've talked about that <coughs> on this before, you know, where you target your kind of half a kilo a meal into them, target supplementation, you'll move them about two to three weeks quicker than they would have normally, and you're you're bringing your drafting forward slightly forward. And you're talking there about lambs are kind of within eight kilos or eight to ten kilos at most, I suppose, of finishing. Yeah, eight to ten kilos at most, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, any finishing weight 45, 46 kilos, you're looking at 36 yeah. up, basically, yeah? Basically, yeah. Any lighter than that and it's not going to be cost effective. Once you get into those heavier weights, it's a shorter supplementation period. It's, you know, half kilo per day. So what the lads are doing is they're going once a day, trough feeding in the field. You know, they're not filling creep feeders every day, anything like that. And basically, as they move lambs out of the finishing group, they're getting more lambs that are coming into it because obviously those lighter lambs are growing the whole time and you're adding lambs into the group then and you're just keeping it moving like that. 
you're looking, you're just looking for cheap gain on them late ones. Look, so yeah. we're in the middle of July at the moment, and it seems a bit early to talk about this, but let's just put this in the context of those farms where the lambs are backward in 27 28, which means those lambs either side of that. We're roughly only two grazing rotations away from hitting the start of September, so probably the need to start talking with them or thinking about building covers. I might carry an extra into the autumn period. It's something that's going to have to factor into management and fertilizer applications over the coming weeks. It definitely is. It definitely is. So a lot of lads wouldn't have went with much or any fertilizer kind of during middle of May to up to a week or two ago because the weather conditions weren't right. So now they're going to, they're, you know, everyone's gone with some bit of fertilizer in the last kind of two weeks, rightly so, try and get things growing again. But they're going to have to be very careful, like that, you know, there will have to be more fertilizer go out in August. So that that aut- that August spread is always very important to make sure we build enough cover for the autumn. And, you know, kind of, you know, some people will try and push that out to the, the very end of the deadline. Realistically, you should be going with that sometime middle to end of August to get the best value out of it. And then the second thing then is to look at the actual demand on grass. So, you know, fine, go through your lambs, get them heavier ones into a finishing group. For some higher stocked farms, maybe where you had a very poor performance and you have a lot of light lambs, the, the store issue might have to be looked at. But I suppose the big thing you can do with demand at the minute is get rid of calls, you know, if they're not gone already and go through your EOs properly make sure if whatever's being kept is marked and the tin ones are pulled out and that you're starting to try and build a bit of cover on them now doing it in plenty of time and then if they're not responding to it obviously then as you come into September you can move them on as well and look we're going to start to see store land markets kicking off too there is also a need on that farms look at there is bills coming in maybe to offload some so taking a batch and maybe assessing where you are it's no harm for any farm at the moment no it's not like and look at we talk we go out and we weigh every lamb on the better farms obviously but you know someone to just weigh 15-20% of their lambs they'd have a very good idea of where they're sitting you know and just what in. break it down how many lambs are less than 25 kilos how many lambs are 25 to 30 how many are 30 to 35 how many are 35 plus and if you do a simple calculation like that you'll get a very good idea of where, where your performance is sitting and what you, what you need to do yeah, that, that small batch of weight, you can just train your eight, maybe some of them later ones. Look, yeah. um, we talked a little bit about finishing groups, about management, obviously there's aftergrass, other things coming in that will have an impact on performance. Some of the farms, Frank, the tillage on the farms as well, have they gone with cover crops in for the winter? Yeah, so I suppose <laughs> the, the 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 harvest has begun in the southeast and it's probably a little bit earlier than some people were thinking. The one advantage to that is take our with two farms in the southeast, they will be able to get cover crops in good and early. And that will be an outlet for lambs, you know, and for one of them flocks, you'll be probably be looking at buying store lambs put onto it. And then for for, for both flocks, you'll have some of their own lambs to go onto it. Um, I suppose we were probably unlucky as far as both farms had intend, had attempted to put in cover crops in May so that they would have the have a cover crop there to wean lambs onto. And I suppose the thinking behind that, Kieran, was that they were used to seeing the drought kind of, you know, from late June into July. And they were always feeling the pinch on grass then. Because it kind of came a bit earlier this year than previous years, you know, those those crops failed basically, and they've had to go back in and resow them. So in one case, it's a resowing job. In one case, it never got sown at all because the rain. By the time we were ready to sow it, it was starting to dry up, and we were waiting for this magical rain to come, and it just didn't come until there a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. So look, it's an option for farms at the moment if they have access. That is a potential way of carrying lambs in if you have ones that go backward. It is, yeah, it is. Like, you know, and look, at there's, a, there's a, an advantage to both systems in that. Like, if you have tillage crops and you can go in with something like a Red Start or a Fire Drape now, and you can use it for grazing your lambs in the autumn, like, you're putting organic matter back into your own tillage ground. It's also helping with new, picking up any nutrients left over in the soil after the after the tillage crop. So you're, you're adding value to everything. 
as tying both systems together. One we touched on there earlier was the parasite challenge. It did remain low early in the year. I imagine with that bit of rain and that after coming in, that's after increasing a lot. You're monitoring them boardings around the country on the better farms. Are you seeing much variation, much high counts coming back? What's the pattern looking like? Yeah, big variation, Kieran, I suppose. Like, look, we've we've had we've had one flock where it rose very quickly and, you know, very quickly had to dose after the rain came. But we've had a number of other flocks where it's only starting to rise probably in the last week or 10 days. You know, and that, I suppose, is a trade-off of the fact that things have got so dry and by the time the moisture levels got up to anything significant, we're only starting to see that effect now. The danger is with that is, unless you're continuously monitoring, is it can change very, very quickly. You know, so I would expect we'll probably see in the next week or so now that accounts will rise rapidly. You know, so it's a good, and it's a good chance, I suppose, for those flocks, and we do a number of flocks, is to test and see what issue, what doses are working on farms and what aren't working on You know, yeah. so... And the danger for some flocks too, I suppose there was an immediate panic when the rain came, all warm counts would shoot up. It didn't happen that quickly for a lot of the flocks. So for some flocks that might have went in straight away after the first rain and given a dose, there was probably no need for it. And you know those flocks have to monitor very carefully now that they don't get a very high count all of a sudden. Plenty to focus on for the coming weeks up, Frank. It was good getting an update on the better farms. Appreciate you coming on today with us. No, thanks for having me on, Kieran. We leave it there for this week's episode. It was good getting an update from Frank. I think some of the challenges are reflected around the country. Adapt management over the coming weeks will have a big impact on us, again, highlighting the need to assess where your lambs are on the farm at the moment and putting a plan in place to get them finished is important at this stage of the season. For updates on the Better Farm can be found in the Chagas Sheep newsletter and on the Better Farm page on the Chagas website. That's it for me for this episode. For updates from our sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagas Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.